Amen. Man, what great praise and worship today. Amen. I'm telling you, it feels like we already had our uh, lesson. We're ready to go home, right? Amen. <laughs> hey, uh, I've got a good scripture verse here. We've been talking about spiritual warfare, Ephesians 6. And the big deal is, Dwayne said, hey, I'm going to be gone, but I want you to continue on. And I'm going, oh, good. What peace do I get? And he said, oh, you get the shield of faith. And I'm going, wow, man, that's a good one. And I, I told a couple people, and they go, Wow, you'd be a good one to you do that one, you know, the shield of faith. You know, it's one of those things that you have that's hard to explain. But it's not supposed to be hard to explain. It's just like in our video. He did a great job explaining faith and just stepping out on faith. A lot of times we get older, we don't realize that uh, faith is still there. Faith is still growing in us. Sometimes we reason it out. Faith is one of those things that we have to have, guys. And we're going to find that out. I'm going to have Trey come forward. He's going to read our scripture today. I'm deviating a little bit from Ephesians 6. I'm getting into a meat. Anytime you want to know what faith is, usually go to the Bible and have it explain it to you. And this is the great chapter, Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 11, 1 through 30-something is uh, what faith is all about. It's the hall of faith. All the great faith walkers of the Bible are mentioned in there. So I'm going to have Trey read that this morning before we get going. And then i got a little illustration I want to do with you, okay? Yes, please. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see, do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who, my apologies, pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when he warned, when, when warned about things that are yet not seen, in holy fear, built up an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became, became my bad, heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. <clears throat> by faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in the foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs of him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with the foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age, <clears throat> Sarah herself was barren, was unable and able to become a father because he considered him faithful who had been made the promise. And so from this one man, he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the countless as the sand on the seashore. <clears throat> Excuse me. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things they promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. 
If they had been thinking of the country that they had left, they would have an op had an opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he had learned on top of the staff. <clears throat> By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents told him or hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child and that they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, <clears throat> when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he, was, because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. <clears throat> By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have t time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and uh, the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administrated, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of a sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in the battle and rooted uh, for foreign armies." Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. <clears throat> they were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us they would be made perfect. Amen. Great, Trey. I appreciate you reading that today. Did you see, guys? That whole chapter is dealing with the thing, faith. A faith in a God they cannot see. A faith in a God that's there, real, powerful, but I can't put my hand on it. My senses aren't there. But they put their faith, they put their trust, they desired to serve him with everything they had. Okay? That's what we're studying about today. And that kind of faith is what he's telling us in this spiritual battle that we need to take. The Roman soldier, guys... 
was a big guy, all right? They had the best equipment. The big thing that Paul knew about the Roman soldier was, man, when he's in battle, he had his shield. He usually took it in his left hand. That thing was about two and a half foot wide, about five foot long, and he held that shield, okay? And the Bible says that when we hold this shield of faith, we're able to extinguish the fiery darts that the arrow th- or the fiery darts that the devil throws our way. Okay? And what those fiery darts are, we're going to learn about those today. But man, that shield was made out of wood, it had leather on it. They soaked this thing before battle so they could extinguish the fiery darts that came their way in battle, okay? Because they didn't want to burn up. And these shields were made in such a way, guys, they could link up with another shield, okay? And they could form a wall. They could form a covering on top of them. They could be like a destructive tank going in there. All these guys covered by their shield as they went into enemy territory. But they were protected by the shield of faith, okay? Same way we are in this spiritual battle he calls us to walk. But he gives us one thing. Above all else... Take up the shield of faith. Okay? It's a choice each one of us makes to take up the shield of faith. And it's an important choice. Today, I want to illustrate that a little bit better. I got Caden and Chris down here. And uh, come on up. Two of them. I'm thinking we just got one blindfold, though. Ah, cool. All right. Here we go. Now, a dad's going to look out for his son, right? Amen? He's not going to let him get hurt. Do you believe that? Yeah, you believe that, right? Speak up. Do you believe that? Dad's never really hurt you or maimed you or anything, has he? No, man. Okay. Chris, I don't know what that says, man. This illustration's going south quick, baby. All right. But anyway, a dad's usually pretty good about watching out for his son, helping his son do different things, training him in the way he needs to go. But that son in deals puts a lot of trust in dad that he can do the things that dad asks. So, dad, if you would, I'm going to get a chair here, and we're going to put him up on a chair. And what this is called is a faith uh, trust fall, okay? Stand up there. Either one of you. Come on up there. All right, you want to stand perfectly still right on the edge, okay? All right, you trust me? Man, I don't know if I trust myself. Okay, no, I'm just kidding you. Okay, what you're going to do is you're going to fall right back, okay? And we're going to catch you, okay, hopefully. But don't fall until we say fall, okay? So what are we going to say when you need to fall? Fall. Okay, when we say fall, you just fall right back down, all right? Here we go. I'm getting ready. All right, here we go. On your mark. Get set. Fall. Oh, man, you're perfectly safe, aren't you? All right. We're going to make it a little difficult on you, big boy. See this? This is what you call a blindfold. And blindfolds are good because sometimes you don't want to be scared about what you're about ready to face, okay? So uh, we're just going to twiddle that thing up there. We're going to stick that blindfold on you. And we're going to do this a little differently with you. You say you trust your dad a lot, right? Man, I sure hope you don't regret that. All right. Chris, I want you to stand right over there. Before we do this, let's move this chair a little bit. Let's move this chair right over here. 
Okay. All right. You still ready? All right. Now remember, you got to mean perfectly stiff, okay? Perfectly stiff, and you're going to be caught, okay? All right, but you can't see nothing, right? You have no idea where you're at, right? Turn a little bit sideways, right there. Just fall straight back like that, okay? Hang on. Now you trust your dad, right? Go ahead, Chris. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that for illustration purposes. Man, that's what you call a stream trust fall, right? Hey, that's what we're talking about today. Is that faith that God knows exactly how I'm supposed to live. Exactly what I'm supposed to do. He doesn't give me anything that he can't handle in my life. Okay? A lot of times things look big in our eyes, but thank God sometimes we're blindfolded and all we have to do is trust. Trust the Lord that he can do it through us. Okay? So that's a big deal. This is a little blindfold because we can't see when we're walking by faith, folks. We can't. It's just not in the cards. Hebrews 11. I want to open that up. I want to dissect that a little bit. The first part, it says, Now faith is assurance of things hoped for and conviction of things that are not seen. Okay? Man, that is huge. Those things hoped for. How many of you all said, Well, I hope it doesn't rain this week. Anybody? Man, that's becoming a popular thing, right? Do we have a lot of hope in that? No. Because it's probably going to do what? Rain this week, okay? But man, when I put my hope in God, okay, that he can do the things that he needs to do, and I can put my wholehearted trust and hope in him that he can do the things he says he's going to do, it mentions when he formed the earth. Guys, I've been to school. I've been to college. You know, one of the things that uh, the professor's always big about, hey, God didn't really form this earth. That's a fairy tale. You guys have been taught that all the time. You guys just believe it because it's a fairy tale. Hey, it's no fairy tale. How do we know that's true? How do we know that's true? God's word says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The author of Hebrews even goes one step forward. He created it out of nothing. He made something out of nothing. People keep telling me that's impossible. But God did it. All right? I get an amen over here. God did it. That's what faith is about, folks. It's believing and knowing where we put our faith in. I'm not putting my faith in the weatherman. I'm putting my faith in the Lord God Almighty. Amen? And he can do the things he says he can do because he's created something out of nothing. Even though I can't explain how he did it, it still happened. It's still there. It's my faith I walk with day by day. That's what putting your faith in God is all about, folks. 
You don't have to know all the answers. But I do know this word is truth. If this thing says it, it's so. Okay? And because it says it, I can stake my life on it. Right? That's what having faith is all about. He says the great men of the Bible walked in faith. They couldn't see it, but they walked in faith. He gives another example here. Uh, Man, an example that really strikes me, guys, is uh, in verse 7. By faith, knowing and Noah was being warned that God was going to send a flood. I want you guys to understand something. Before it rained in the Bible, nobody's ever really seen rain. Okay? There wasn't a lot of boat technicians out there to build great big boats. But God told Noah there's going to be a flood and it's going to come out of the sky, all this water. It's going to flood the earth. Noah, what would my question be for God? How could that be, God? You can't do that. It's never been done before. Hey, guys, Noah trusted God. Noah built the boat. He even didn't worry about how he's going to get two of everything on the boat. He just built it the way God told him to build it. And it happened. And the flood came and the boat, guess what? It floated. Hey, there's a guy just a couple states over that built a full-size Noah Ark. He's charging a mission into that thing. But how cool would it be to walk on that boat built to the specifications listed in our word here today? Unbelievable. Science always wants some way of proving things. Hey, guys, God spoke it, and it is. That's what faith's all about. Faith's not knowing every little detail about it. It's taking what God's word says and believing who said it. Who said it? God did. Therefore, I believe it. Okay? One of the other things in verse 6 I want you to look at, it says about faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. Wow, unpack that, would you? Hey, guys, without faith in our life, it is impossible to please God. Okay? Here's the deal. Without that faith, what are we doing to God's word? We're saying, hey, I don't believe it. I don't think it's true. How do we live our life if we don't think it's true? We don't do the things he asks us to do, right? But by me, believing what God's word says is true... I'm able to walk and do things that I cannot explain because it's his strength I'm counting on, not mine. And it says in that second part, if I seek him, I will be rewarded. 
The Bible also says if I seek him, I'm going to do what? Find him. He's going to be there for me. He's going to show me what I need to do with my life. He's going to lead me in the ways I need to go. Wow. So, when I'm seeking him, I'm pleasing him. When I'm seeking him, I'm pleasing him. Let me unpack that a little bit more. In Ephesians 6, it says... The shield of faith is to protect us from devil's fiery darts, fiery arrows. What would you think those arrows would be? Are they really fiery arrows? No. In Genesis 3, everything was grand. They were living in the Garden of Eden. All right? God told Adam and Eve, there's one tree in the center of the garden I don't want you to eat of. Fine, we can handle that. It's under our possibilities. Along comes a Satan as a snake. He causes one thing to happen. He causes them to start doubting God's word. He said, did God really say that you couldn't eat of that tree? You see that? That first fiery arrow was fired. They had to say, hey, that thing looks good to eat. Surely God made a mistake when he told us that we could eat this thing. And they took a bite. And now we have what? Sin. Sin. The devil's good at what he does, guys. He always sends those fiery darts after us. So we won't work on following him with our shield of faith into the battle. The thing I like about Ephesians 6, it doesn't say, if you go to spiritual battle, it says, you go in the spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battle. You are called to walk in this spiritual battle. Be equipped, folks. Be equipped. If you know Jesus Christ, you got the breastplate, you got the shoes, you got the belt that's holding it all together, but you got the shield of faith to extinguish those fiery darts, those darts of fear, those darts of doubt, that you can handle those things. One thing it says in the Bible, let me get my notes out. If you lack something, ask God for it. If you lack something, ask God for it. King Solomon lacked what? Wisdom. Did God say, ha ha, Solomon, I put you in such a place? No. He says, hey, Solomon, I'll give you anything you want. What do you want? He said, wisdom. God didn't give him anything. No, God gave him a load of wisdom. He was known as the wisest guy around. And God also blessed him with many riches. Okay, he's the richest. God's word says, if I lack faith, I need to get involved in God's word. Read it. Okay? One thing is, let me find my place here. 
We're standing on God's word. Getting back to my sermon here in Hebrews, it said, hey, we have to believe that God made something out of nothing. How he created this earth. Like I said, the world's going to throw at you what? Hey, the Big Bang Theory. That's it. Things evolved. Man, we came from a monkey. All right? Guys, that's false. That's the devil throwing those fiery darts at us. A lot of us take it and believe it. That's not right. God's word says that we didn't. God's word says that we are created out of dust. And God knows that. And he expects us to walk in his word. In his word. Okay? By walking in his word, that means I have the strength to overcome persecution. I don't know if you know it, but a long time ago, if you were a Christian, you were at the end of a stick. And a lot of times they light you up. And you burned at the stake. One thing is, if you get you off of that, all you had to do is denounce Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know how many martyrs died? A lot. Because they would not give up their faith in Jesus Christ and who he said he was. Guys, this world, this America is going to change. They're going to tell us that we can't preach Jesus. The world's going to say, hey, that Jesus thing ain't real. Are you guys prepared to walk by your faith behind your shield into this world for spiritual battle? It might mean you've given up your house. Can you still do it? It might mean giving up your car. Can you still do it? Guys, when God calls us, He calls all of us. He doesn't call just part of us when it's comfortable. You can serve him. When he wants you to do something, it's kind of like young Caden up here, listening to his dad. When he said fall, the boy didn't even hesitate. He fell. He was doubting it on the way down until he got something. He felt the presence that his dad knew was there all along. Guys... Can I see heaven? No. How do I know it's real? Because his word says it's real. His word says it without a doubt that it's real and it's there. Will I have eternal life? I know it's real because it's in God's word. Can I see it? No, I can't. It says these guys gave up everything, guys. Abraham walked in a country that was his, but he lived in a tent. He was an alien, guys. He didn't have a great big palace. But yet he chose to follow Jesus because he said, Hey, I am looking for a land and a place that I didn't build with my own hands. But who built? God built. A city of God. And that's referring to heaven one day. One day. How long is that going to last? 
eternity. How long am I going to be here on earth? If you're a good guy, maybe about 80 to 100 years. What do I got to do to get that? I have to believe Jesus. I have to believe God made a way for my sins. That covered all my sins. And I trust him. And I can have that eternal destination. Okay? John 14, 6 says, I am the way. All right? There's no other way. But he says, I am the way. The only way to get there is through Jesus. Do we believe that? Guys, when that door of death opens, I don't know what's on the other side. I know it from my Bible, but have I been there? No. But I take it by faith, knowing that my God loves me so much that I can take it at its value and walk the day I need to walk. Because he holds my life in his hands and he can do the things that he needs me to do. As we read Hebrews, I am not going to preach through Hebrews 11, so all you guys can take a great big sigh and go, Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, if I did, man, taking all those people who walk by faith, a ton of them. It says in Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we have such a great crowd of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. God's word has got a list of a lot of people that have walked by faith. It wasn't an easy walk. Some of them faced hungry lions. Some of them faced fiery furnaces. Some of them sacrificed their own son. But God showed up at the last minute. You know something when I was doing my research? Abraham always thought he had no clue that he was going to come back. He had no clue that him and his son were going to come back. I read in Genesis 5, I think 22, it says to his servant, Hey, me and my son will return. Wow. What faith. God's asking me to sacrifice my son, and yet I know without a doubt I'm going to be back with my son. What faith. What am I missing? Walking this earth today. Am I listening to all the things out there, the fiery darts that come my way? Am I seeing all those fiery darts come my way and go, man, I need to get out of here. I need to retreat. No. I need to stand tall. For my Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Because he faced a lot of shame in this life for me. While I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. Amen. That's how much he loved me. That's how much he loves you. 
This cross we keep pointing to shows me he loves me so much. He loves me a lot. That embrace is going to be there one day when I get to heaven. Amen. And he's going to say these words. If I finish this race, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Hey, I can live my life for a lot of things. And there are people out there that live their life for the here and now. But guys, I'm living my life for the hereafter. Just like these men of God did. They're not living it for what they can gain here on earth. They're living it for what they gain when they go to the other side. And that relationship with Jesus is what I get to take. That faith, I get to take that with me. There's a lot of things I can concentrate on here in this world. But one thing matters is my faith in Jesus Christ. Because that's what's going to get me into heaven one day. The devil's going to be there to accuse me all the way. Saying, man, that guy's a screw up. That guy's no good. He's going to be fighting me every, every walk I take. Every step I take here on earth. But guys, I have a faith in my Jesus Christ that I can overcome it. Because he overcame it. He says, I don't give you temptations and all that that I haven't already overcome. He's overcome it. So I can overcome. Because he lives in me. He's also given me a helper. It's called the Holy Spirit. He walks with me. Guys, I don't know. But you need to spend time just being still and knowing who's God. And listen to what the Holy Spirit tells each one of us that we need to do with our lives. A lot of times it gets drowned out because of all the noise. The things that we're involved in. The things that we get to do here on earth. But guys, in the grand scheme of things, those things aren't going to count. Those things are going to amount to a bunch of nothing. The thing that's really going to last is your relationship with Jesus Christ. And so many times, we put that last on our list. Last on our list. I was talking to a brother the other day. He had a wife that loved this book. That read this book all the time. Instead of going out to the movies, they'd stay home and read the book. The book is the Bible. They would talk about the Bible. Deep conversation about the Bible. She's done, went on to heaven. She's in glory right now. But guys, do you think she's up there in glory going, wow, I wish I spent just three more nights, man, at the movies. That'd be the best place for me. I wish I'd went to Macy's and hit that sale. I wish I had that automobile I've always wanted. No. It doesn't matter, folks. What matters is what we do with Jesus Christ. That faith we're supposed to be walking with, knowing that he's real, knowing that he created this thing out of nothing. Know that he created me for a purpose, and that purpose is to glorify him, to have that relationship with him. 
That's the only reason we were created in the first place. We lose that because we get so involved with what this world's got to offer. It's not all bad, guys, but we need to make sure that the number one stays the number one. On the video screen just a minute ago, Eli, man, I couldn't help but cry. Tears of joy, tears of happiness for what I see in that young man, for what I see in mom and dad, for what I see them doing because they truly have a picture of what God called them for because that brings joy, that brings happiness. But to this world, it doesn't look happy. This world looks like, hey, I couldn't afford to do that. That would be just bad. I, man, that's just not me. Hey, God doesn't call everybody to be that. But he does call you to walk by faith. It's not an option. And what you do with it is important. So no going out of here today. That God calls us to walk not by sight, but by his word, saith the Lord. That's faith. That's hard to do. And that's the reason, guys, it takes a multitude of us to encourage each other to walk this walk of faith. Because if I'm standing there holding my shield and nobody's got my side Nobody's got my back. Nobody's got this other flank over here. Guys, I'm just getting what I'm coming straight on at me. Not to mention what's coming on top of me. But if we all form our shields of faith, line them up, somebody get the top, somebody get the back, somebody get the sides, we're a cluster that can handle the fiery darts. But so many times in churches, we tear each other down. Going, you're not doing that right. That's what I love about Judgment House. Because it takes a multitude of us to present the plan of salvation that night. And guys, it's just not one actor saying the line in that night. It's the whole thing combined, that series of rooms they walk through, the series of... Bible verses they hear as they go through that series of prayer they're getting prayed on in the prayer room, that spiritual warfare going on here at church, that they take the blinders off for just a minute and say, hey, what am I living my life for? Do I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? If I would die tonight, would I go be in heaven? Am I living my life for that reward? Or I'm living it for something else. And there's always a character in those dramas that's living for something else. That thought he could fake everybody else out and he ends up faking himself out. Guys, pick up our shield of faith and let's walk this faith out. This church does a good job. But man, we can always have more in our army to walk with the foot soldiers holding our shield of faith up and going and going and going. Amen. We all need encouragement. We all need it. It's time to close already. 
today, it's something I said makes sense. It's the word of God that made the sense. That's the reason I had Trey read the whole chapter. Because I want you to hear something besides me. It's God telling you to take up your cross daily and follow him. Okay? So today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, if you're to die tonight and you don't know where you'd spend eternity at, hey, I'm down front. I'd love to see you come down front. Or after service, if you can't come down front. Maybe you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Maybe you said, hey, yeah, I'll follow him. But you never walked this aisle to say, hey, church, just as the little guy on the video said, hey, I want to do that because Jesus did that. I want to take that first step in obedience. He was baptized. Baptism isn't what saves you. It's just a mark in your life where you say, hey, I'm going to quit living for me. I'm going to live for him. It doesn't matter if it costs me my life. I'm still going to live for him. As hard as that is to say, I'm going to live for him. Because the devil's fiery arrows will come our way. Unless you're walking by this faith that these guys walked with. It's the only way you're going to get through. You know that God can do what he promised he could do. He'll always be with us. He'll never forsake us. He won't run out and retreat. He can handle every situation. James says it's best. I've been reading a lot of James. But he says, blessed are the trials and tribulations that come our way because they make us decide what's really real in our lives. What's really behind my faith that I say I have? Amen. So if you'll stand tonight or this morning. Let's bow. Heavenly Father, I'm just thankful for this sermon. I'm thankful for uh, just your word that uh, says we need to put on these, this armor. We will be faced with spiritual persecution, spiritual warfare, fiery arrows. Help us not to be afraid, Lord. Help us to believe your word. Help us to walk by faith every day. Help us to examine our hearts to see that we have the faith that we can walk with. This is... You will forgive us for all that we've done. And we know that your son died on that cross, took all of our sins, and then my father left us with a quite of eternity that we can spend with you. One day we can face you face to face and hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Help us to fight for that day. Help us to live our lives in that way. Thank you for this opportunity. May you be with us as we depart.